Do you care if your genetic information is out there in public? This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices featured gear, like the Twinkly app-controlled LED holiday lights. Find the links and more at macvoices.com slash featured gear. That's all one word, featured gear. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. The panel finishes off a rather contentious discussion about the importance of the 23andMe hack and what it might mean for you, and we get in one more little shot at Goldman Sachs. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. I had two reactions when I saw this. The first one is, and, and this is why I've never submitted to 23andMe. Um, first of all, DNA is being used in criminal investigations, in paternity tests, in all kinds of things to establish who did something or didn't do something. And I'm not sure I want my information out there in whatever form potentially accessible to a hacker or anyone else, even somebody legitimate, to drop that in and say, you know, that my DNA was found at the scene of a crime in Kansas City when I was nowhere near Kansas City. But, you know, well, the DNA says. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the first thing. But the second thing, and guys, sort of to, to your point, you sound like something I might have said a long time ago about check-ins and about a lot of the things now that we take for granted. Well, what are they going to do with it? Who cares? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing anything. And now well, we see, But that's say, different because that's information that is specific to you. And well, my things DNA that, is pretty specific. No, no, no. And the mm -hmm. things that you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, whereas even if they're able to isolate from this data DNA from you, and and I haven't read anything that says they're actually able to do that. That, that this is this is kind of a, a general subset of information uh, of large groups of people. Then. If you if they were going to do something along the lines of of throw DNA onto a crime scene, onto a murder scene, or whatever, you first have to you first have to clone that DNA, and you have to make that that DNA's with all of its spe specific markers. And when I submitted this, I think it was like 10 years ago. It was a gift. It was a Christmas gift from my wife, which I thought was a really weird gift. But I love my wife, so I went ahead and did it anyway. And that was 10 years ago. So because of circumstances, the, the, kind, of, the kind of person that I am and the kind of DNA that I probably have right now is going to be somewhat altered from age and from disease and from, from everything else that that's part of life. So how do you, how do you go forward with that? Throw DNA on that is going to be able to be, you know, someone is going to be able to sit there and go, aha, aha, ha, 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 ha. that belongs to Guy Searle. So he, he and Mr. Mustard in the kitchen with the pipe with obviously the person that killed Penelope Pam. So you know, I I just it, can't see how how it's it's going to happen, especially it, with your DNA school. doesn't change, guy. It's 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 immutable from conception. Okay, well, I, I obviously am not a and and that's and that's actually the point that uh, Jeff 
I think you kind of misstated because you said, well, once it's out there, you can't retract it. But really, the problem is that you can't change what your DNA is. So if your credit card gets stolen, you can get a new credit card and cancel that one. But you can't cancel your DNA and, and say, well, I've got new DNA now. So you can go ahead and have that. Okay. that well, there's, still, there's still billions of markers that would, have to be, that would have to be copied exactly and be able to, put, to be put down in such a way that well, I don't think they, you know, be... I don't, I think we're a long way from planting fake DNA, but, uh, you know, there, there are plenty of people that might, you know, you know, I don't think I'm one of them, but there are plenty of people that might be concerned that, you know, something they did, you know, they, they'd rather not come to light, you know, like, you know, maybe they had a kid that, um, they may not even know about or whatever. Um, you know, so, but also this is just... a, I mean, the, the idea that that my my DNA records, all the markers and everything you're talking about, guy, are located in a file somewhere, and so somebody can take that, a hacker can take that, exchange that information into a crime scene report, and remove the guilty parties. They don't have to have my phys. I mean, they don't have to have a fingernail to to get my DNA at the crime scene. All they have to do is tweak the report, and now suddenly I'm implicated. Well, if they could do that, they don't necessarily I, I, even I, need the DNA evidence to do that. But well, the, no, the but, actual but, physical DNA evidence is still going to point to somebody else. But you know, it, it, the I mean, you, you're going to have to rerun tests and all that. Sure. And it just, I mean, it just strikes me as something that I'm happier that I don't have out there, unless it's been <clears> taken from me when I having have undergone a specific medical procedure of some kind. And that's, as far as I know, that's not impossible. Here's a yeah, perhaps more realistic uh, problem. How much would insurance companies like to have this information? And, you know, would they like to say, you know what, you can't have coverage for this medical condition because, <laughs> um, you know, it's a pre-existing condition. Well, they'd have um, to be. They'd um, have to show where they got that information. Yeah, How about especially a if you state? don't. If you don't. If you don't already show show any kinds of, of symptoms toward whatever it is they say you have a precondition of. Web, you want in this? <laughs> uh, These are not uh, forward-looking <clears throat> statements. <laughs> no, they're not. Um, what one of the issues is that. Uh, Pre-existing condition is one, do you have knowledge and are you aware of it? And then that means that you uh, falsified your, the information on the application because you state on the application that everything that you state on there, you've known about. So, um, um, so yeah, it's, it, yeah. Would insurance companies like to have this information? I've had this conversation before, I think in after dark uh, with, with um Jim, I guess. And, uh, you know, it, it, it gets a lot of attention in my industry, but I don't know of anybody who's actually doing it. Um, not even the big companies. Does that mean that there isn't some research going on in it? I'm sure there is. Um, um, but, uh, uh, I, like I said, it get, gets a lot of attention. And, and would insurance companies be interested in, in having the, this this biomarker information? Uh, like like guy says they're going to have to disclose where they got it okay um there, there are certain things you know uh, it's a little bit far-fetched but it, again 
you know, for a lot of us, you know, it's not useful information for that long because we're not going to be around that much longer. But if someone was 25 and had that stolen, that information will still be correct information 40 years from now. And, yeah. you know, who knows what could have changed in yeah. in the landscape in 40 years. Yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I, I don't see, I don't think any of us is going to be like, yeah, I think this is perfectly fine information. I'm going to publish it on a website because, uh, you know, I want the world to know what my my DNA information is. Um, I mean, I, you know, just doesn't sound really prudent. Um, any kind of stolen information is not good. And I, I, you know, this may or may not be uniquely worse than other kinds of information or, or maybe it's less. But, you know, I don't think any of us want any information that we consider to be private to be, you know, um, act in, in in unknown hands. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, when I graduated high school 23 years ago, this would have been science fiction. So who knows where machine learning is going? Um, Webb, in the chat room, Cletus asked something that was kind of in my head as you as you were speaking. So if I had, if I went to 23andMe and found out that I had a marker that predisposes me to Parkinson's, what's the what's the current status of me indicating that to uh, an insurance company? Yeah, I pre I appreciate that. And that, that's really a legal question. And I'm not really qualified for that. I can speculate that just because you get it from 23andMe is different from getting it from a doctor or getting it from a true medical test. And I think there's a big difference there. Um, um, so but having having the markers for it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna happen. It. That's a good point, guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but you know, again, this we end up with these discussions on the fringes of so many things, including the law surrounding them. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, if you've submitted to 23 and me, I seriously doubt that you have anything to worry about right now. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. But if you, if you haven't, you might want to just take into consideration some of this discussion and then be guided accordingly. If you're really Let, into figuring it out, go for it. Make yeah, a lot of cloned AI guys. That's all there mm-hmm. is to it. Oh my God. <laughs> We don't have enough microphones in the world for that. <laughs> I do. Actually, <laughs> I guy do. does. I think. I think for me. for me, this is a reason why I wouldn't have done this. I haven't done this, even you know before, because this kind of thing is always a possibility. No matter what kind of security they take, you know, break-ins are gonna, you know, something's there. It'll happen. What so. Oh, I was just going to say that um, uh, if you get out of the this whole privacy insurance, what do insurance companies want to know? Do credit companies want to know? Think about uh, if you're in a, um, say, a political realm, and I don't want to get political, but but if I'm a candidate for something and and this information comes out that that I could have some dread disease or or something like that, I think there, there's more social aspects in that regard that are equally as important. Um, uh, it's not what, what, what uh, uh, a business might do with this information, but what if somebody with nefarious ambitions wants to do with this information, that's probably something I'm 
be a little bit more concerned about. Yeah, same if you've got a lot of money or you're going to get married to somebody with a lot of money and someone shows up and says, hey, you know, uh, the person you're getting ready to marry has this issue and or you, they come to you and say, well, I'm going to disclose your issue. To, uh, you know, it's that's probably more of a problem with politics, lots of money, that kind of thing than it is for just some random person which is probably why they, they said in the article that it was, you know, the wealthiest people in the U.S. and Europe was how that got phrased for the data they picked. Who knows? Yeah, there's so many things. You know, I have to say that I sent in um, all of my genetic data to all of me, which is... Uh, um, uh, testing group that's trying to collect diverse genetic data um, so that when studies are run, it's not run against too generic of a population. That data is potentially available in more spots. They come back later and um, disclose the, the DNA data back to you. But one of the questions they ask is, do you actually want to know? And do you want to know, you know, do you want counseling? all that kind of stuff. So there are some concerns just knowing what the information might hint at and whether you want to know it or you don't want to know it. Yeah. It does open up a can of worms, potential. Uh, we've been talking just about the medical part, but yeah, there are a lot of other social aspects to it that could be potentially disturbing. Hey, Guy, I know you got to go. Um, you have a hard yeah, So thank you so no, thank you so much for being here. Um, where can folks find you when you are when you're not here um, sharing your DNA? That came out. That came out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, everybody. <laughs> it feels so uh, dirty now, but in an exciting way. <laughs> in, in the possible way. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, you can send me an email to guy at mymac.com uh i am mac parrot and vert shark over on the the x twitter whatever the hell it is you want to call them i am mac parrot on counter social and at mastodon.social uh you can also contact both gaz and myself from the mighty mighty mymac.com podcast with with 100 less reverb this week so that's an important thing to point out. <laughs> uh, our google voice number is 703-828-4677 call it collect call it direct but call it today thank you <laughs> is that it <laughs> that's it okay good job good job thanks so go. much guy <laughs> all right everybody good night good night, good night. Um, Matthew in the chat room, uh, just, just to wrap this up, um, he has made him think of the movie Gattaca. I think I've got that pronounced right, where you could only get certain jobs or could pay big money to have your choice of reproduction based on DNA. I, I remember the movie. movie. Yeah, I know it's just a movie. It's not a movie. But, you know, you, these things, how, mu how many science fiction movies have we looked at in the last 20 or 30 years and they've come to pass in one way or another. I don't know. A lot. No. <laughs> yeah. And not always the good ones either. Yeah. Um, I hey, mean, we, we got risk communicators, 
digital money. Global global communications in, yeah. in, in the fashion that we've never well, just think about what we have here. I mean, you know, we're scattered all over the country. It could easily be all over the world. The only thing that limits us is the time zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My big disappointment is that uh I was expecting this post-apocalyptic world to be more uh neon lights and trench coats than um than long lines at the gas station and uh, having to run my air conditioner all the time. Yeah. I'm waiting for my Jetsons flying yeah. car. That's me, but yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I want that? my shuttle to Mars. <laughs> Jeff, we'll, we'll start a GoFundMe for a trench coat for you. How's that? Cool. Nice. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I knew you would be. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Featured Gear like the Twinkly app-controlled LED holiday lights. Twinkly delivers the ultimate in flexible lighting for your Christmas tree, holiday decor, or everyday use. With a variety of lengths to suit your needs, Twinkly lets you go beyond the blank options of other lights, giving you the ability to create your own simple or complex designs with full control of color and design placement via the addressable LEDs. Use the app to get exactly the look you want. See how the Twinkly app lets you create and sculpt all kinds of unique designs for your lights or use the presets to give you a spectacular look for the holidays, parties, or just to add some uniqueness to your own home in two Mac Voices interviews from CES, Mac Voices number 20074 and Mac Voices number 23038. The demonstration in Mac Voices number 20074 is still one of my all-time favorites, because I wasn't expecting anything like what Twinkly delivers. Find the links and more at macvoices.com slash featured gear. That's all one word, featured gear. macvoices.com slash featured gear. Hey, I want to wrap up with one that is just kind of fun. Uh, since we haven't beat on Goldman Sachs this show, it's, it's time to beat on them. Um, did you guys see this? I'm throwing the link into the chat room now. <laughs> that... Uh, the uh, David Solomon uh, was DJing on the side. Look, guy's no. got to make a living. I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's only CEO of one of the largest banks in the country. Yeah, yeah, he's... yeah. I mean, I, I, I listen. If that's what he does for a good time, you know, that's yeah, that's fine. I mean, we all do. We all do different things, but it just seemed really weird with all the bad press that, that they've been getting that he decides to um, step down from uh, DJing, at least for the moment. Yeah, instead of stepping down other ways. <laughs> I didn't say that, David. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I, I don't know if you want to go down this rabbit trail. So um, there was one thing that I, I, I read I think yesterday that I thought was interesting, the agreement between Goldman and Apple is a 10 year agreement. So it's going to be very, very difficult for Goldman to get out of this thing. Um, And if they do get out of it, they're going to have to uh, go to uh, get Apple to agree to it. Um, So it just, I don't see uh, Goldman getting out of this thing anytime soon. Uh, American Express is a non-starter. Apple's committed to the MasterCard pay network and they they can't go right. to the american express one at all so so that's a non-starter um now that being said 
I could see Barclays maybe being interested in it, um, but mm-hmm. Barclays is going to give them a little bit more of an international f- footing um, as opposed they, to just the domestic ones. So they, they did partner with them many years ago. So the, they did have a card. It wasn't like this Apple card is, but yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Web, I don't know what, what art, if you can find the article, I'd love to put it in the show notes. I'd love to read it um, yeah. just because, you know, I haven't seen anything that's specific. I did not know it was a 10 year agreement. I know the word had been that they were shopping, shopping, uh, Goldman was shopping it around to try to find somebody to take it over. But it, it's, and it also will be very difficult to do though. Well, and we discussed, and, this, and I'll get you the article. Yeah. Yeah. We discussed this last week that, uh, you know, Apple, Apple is kind of known for, you know, making people stick to their agreements and not, you know, being nice about just letting somebody out of it. So. I don't know. It'll it will be interesting to see. But it, remember, we also said last week that it sounded like in their earnings call, Goldman was doing a bit of damage control. So, yeah, I'm trying to find the Goldman uh, 10K or the 10Q, and, and if this is as bad as they're saying, they're going to have to disclose it in those documents. I haven't found them yet, so haven't spent a lot of time looking. So, yeah. but uh, you have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, I had my board meeting yesterday, so I, I was spent today. So yeah. <laughs> we're, we're glad you yeah. made it. Yeah, honestly, if I was Goldman, uh, I would I would be uh, sending him on DJ gigs to make some of that money back. <laughs> <laughs> DJing for Taylor Swift, then? Oh, oh d- d- just send him to the Apple events. Have you looked at any of the the videos out there on YouTube about this about the David Solomon's and his D Soul is or is that it? Yeah, uh, DJ D Soul. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got two opinions on it. Is that he, he he's not too bad at it, but I still have trouble understanding how being a DJ is considered like a uh, a skill. Uh, you're you're spitting records, so that's it, just me. It, 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 or, it's uh it's not our collective uh generation yeah for for the djs that are really good there there is an art to what they're doing um but um yeah i mean at its core it's uh you have a couple records spinning and you're dropping needles on them to to pick out different parts of the tracks and but in that sense, it would also be like saying, look, you know, playing the trumpet, you're just blowing air through a pipe. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. If if you're not into the DJ scene, then it's like, I, why? If they made the music, I'd probably be more impressed. I think that's anyway, that's just me. Oh, that's- I'm old school. Yeah. The, the good DJs, um, like the, the really high end DJs they're remixing and making new music oh, out yeah. of what they have going on as opposed to just, okay, I'm matching up the beats for these two records and I'm going to cut over to this one and just keep the, the, the beat going. And then I'll pop another record in after that. And another one after. Yeah. The, the really good ones, it's actually really cool what they do, but just the, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to spin records at, uh, at, at your nephew's wedding that there, there are different levels happening here. 
Matthew in the chat room is trying to explain beat matching to me, and I'm just not getting it. So Matthew, maybe we'll talk offline. (laughs) With that, let's uh, let's wrap up for tonight and go around the room, let folks know where they can find you, and then uh, we'll see what happens in After Dark, because you never know what happens after dark. Uh, keeping the same order, I believe, because I don't think any they rearranged themselves tonight. Um, Webb Bixby, thank you so much for being here, especially after a a, a day of rest after yeah. your your tiring uh, last few days. Where can folks connect with you? You know, I, I mentioned you're going to try something. I'm just going to say at Webb Bixby at W E B B I X B Y, and you can find that on all the different different social media platforms. And like I said, I'm not real fluent in them all, but you can find me there. Great. Thank you, Webb. Appreciate it. Thank you. Brian Flanagan Arthurs, thank you for being here. You and your, uh, you and your, what, which tie was it? I'm sorry, the Suns. Uh, well, the Phoenix Suns right now. I but it's the Suns. Also, I got it. I got an it. Extra eye on the uh, Diamondbacks game right now, too. Okay. What's the score? Let's hear it. Tied. Tied two to two, top of the fifth. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> We'll find out next week what happens. Uh, where can folks connect with you? Uh, you know what? Let's give a little love to Spoutable, you know, for the uh, for Pebble going down. You know, let's support the little guy. So Brian8944 is available on uh, Spoutable to find me. Great. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> sure. Dave Ginsburg, you were quiet tonight, but I know that's because you lost a lot of, lots of sleep in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> where, where can folks connect with you? I mean, at uh, In Touch with iOS at InTouchWithiOS.com, YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash In Touch with iOS. I'm on Mastodon at DaveG65 at uh, Mastodon.cloud and many other social media places. You could pretty much find me in any of those places. Thanks. Thank you, David. Good to see you. Good to see you. Jeff Gamut, you and your DNA. Where can <laughs> folks find, find you? <laughs> All over your house. So, no wait when, so when That's when i'm not wrong. following uh <laughs> dj webby around to hear his killer spins um you can find me on the different social medias as jay gamut and uh, the the ones that i'm most active on right now are mastodon and instagram and i'm trying to get myself to use threads more um i i don't think I need to bother with spoutable because I fear it's the next little guy to go down. Just like Ben was speculating. Anyhow, um, for shows here, you keep letting me on uh, Mac voices live on Tuesday. So thank you for that. Dave keeps letting me come back to, uh, to in touch with iOS on Thursdays. Thank you for that. Uh, then, uh, for the British Tech Network on Thursdays, the big show, Fridays, the Mac show, and Brian Chaffin and I do the context machine as well. Um, I guess I get around. You do indeed. You do indeed. A black light will no, never mind. <laughs> it's like a Jason Pollock painting. Yeah. <laughs> ben Rathig. Thank you. Get me out of this. Where can folks connect with you? Well, you can find me at Ben Raythig on whatever ne- social networks are still around. Uh, Raythig.tech. I have a brand new article uh, about the upcoming uh, Scary Fast event uh, on 
Thursdays, you can find me on Mr. Dave Ginsburg's In Touch with iOS. On Friday and, well, Thursday and Friday, you can find me uh, with uh, Mr. Jeff Gamut on The Big Show and The Mac Show on the British Tech Network. And, of course, most Tuesdays, you can find me here on Mac Voices. Thank you, Ben. Mr. Autumn himself, Eric Bolden, th- thank you for such a dynamic background, and, and thank you for being here. Where can folks find you? You can find me at EA Bolden at techhub.social for computer tech stuff, and EA Bolden at mes.to for, for plant pictures. Oh, great. Thank you, Eric. Good. Last but absolutely not least, Mr. Jim Ray. Jim, thank you for being here. Where can folks connect with you? Well, you can find me on the web at proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E, and on social media on Mastodon at proviewjim at techhub.social. And I'll throw out some spoutable love, too, at proviewjim there. I I think maybe, you know, I'm not sure they are the next one to go because, you know, they seem to be like, I regularly get emails from them about new features. You know, they seem to be really working on it and doing interesting, interesting work with it. So I I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, it doesn't seem terribly sophisticated, but it's a nice little platform. And so I'd, I'm kind of rooting for them. Um, it it seems a little weird, the name, but of course, Twitter was weird when it started out. So if you haven't checked out Spoutable, folks, you know, you can find a lot of us. In fact, a show of hands, who all's on Spoutable? Okay. Yeah, we had a weird night one night where we all just signed up for Spoutable. So you can find all of us there. Check it out. I think it's um, the week after we all signed up for Pebble. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, next week, we'll be talking about the Monday night Apple event. And of course, it will be Halloween. So I don't know what Spooky. this crew might come as. I personally am hoping for DJ WebB to show up, um, but we're not sure. <laughs> no? Web, Web's shaking his head? No. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, we can replace that uh, that globe with a mirror ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and somehow I, I said... I'm just I picturing s- Webb up there. Yeah, bring it on with dreadlocks. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. We do this Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room at YouTube.com/slash/MacVoicesTV. I want to thank the chat room. They've been uh, chatty tonight, throwing some some definitely good comments in, and always really appreciate it. It's always great to see you guys as well. We'll see you next time. As always, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by BackBeatMedia at backbeatmedia.com 
Bandwidth provided by CashFly at CashFly.com.